What's good, people? This is episode 49. The episode starts. This is Sports Debate Tuesday. The episode starts right now. And I might walk 500 miles, and I might walk 500 more just to be a thousand miles. I don't know the rest of the song. Ooh, when I wake up, when I wake up. <laughs> okay, people, I miss karaoke, okay? I admit it. What's up? This is episode 49. This is Sports Debate Tuesday, along with my man, Rob. Keep it. McLean. McLean. I am Jason Debilius. And pretty short episode, consolidating it for the playoffs. But the cool thing about the playoffs is that the pick six stays the pick six all right got a hey steph curry threw up 60 on sunday another 30 last <laughs> night so he's uh, uh saturday another 30 last night we're going to talk about him and a little bit on quick question shame and no shame for th those of you that even have a heartbeat or a pulse pretty much knows what our, our topic is because there's a whole bunch of shame this weekend in the nfl but first things first the seeds are out green bay's got to buy Kansas City's got to buy. The twos and the sevens, the threes and the six, the fours and the fives. Rob McLean, you got a lot of seeds that are visiting home, um, home stadiums that are heavily favored to win. You got Tampa Bay against Washington. You know, you got the Ravens in Tennessee, visiting Tennessee. That's a five and a four. Um, I'll put it up. Actually, I'm going to put it up right now as we speak because it's going to segue into our question. This is the AFC one. Take a, take a peek at the AFC one, people. Um, all of those great matches. Cleveland won their, their last matchup. Um, of course, that was Mason Rudolph, but but they've always done well with against Big Ben without without like a legit run block or running game. I'm, I mean, I'll leave mm. that up to you to decipher. So, Rob, my question is, you can go to the AFC the A and the NFC. Which lower seed has the best shot at winning this weekend? Um, <clears throat> well, I honestly think it'll be uh, of the teams that are there. I think, you know, the Cleveland Browns just on the, the, the matchup as well as, um, you know, what they've kind of been able to do, obviously, other than that giants tobacco debacle where they lost all their players and, you know, yada, yada, but they've been playing really solid, good football. They have so much talent on that team. And if they just run the ball and then let Baker Mayfield throw on top of that, it's hard to beat that. And the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, that what they do well is, you know, rush the quarterback, you know, play great, you know, second, second, uh, secondary uh, defense. So for me, you know, I think Baker can definitely break down a secondary. You know, he doesn't need a lot of time to, to get the ball out of his hands. And they have two amazing running backs with a really strong run game. So I, I see Pittsburgh, you know, definitely on their heels coming into the playoffs. Yeah. For me, I mean, I'd like to go lazy and, and call Tampa Bay, you know, to barbecue to, to barbecue uh though the winner of the NFC least who who I've never seen a team win and back into the playoffs at the same time. Usually when you back into the playoffs it's because you lost your last game, you know. Uh but no, I'm gonna go a little bit more uh, fun with my pick because it's it is airtight it is an airtight game in my opinion i gotta go with the ravens against the tennessee titans i'm picking the ravens who's coming into tennessee as the five seed and derrick henry whoo 
boy rushed for 250 yards to finish the season, finished with 232,032, so now he's part of the 2000 club, along with CJ, along with Dickerson, along with Barry Sanders, along with um, Terrell Davis. He's fifth on that list of the, what I call, the not-so-hateful eight. <laughs> so, and for me, a lot of people are thinking, for the Ravens to beat the Tennessee Titans, you're going to have to have four Derrick Henrys to beat them, and the rate, guess what? They do. <laughs> they they have four people combined that's better than one Derrick Henry. They got even the quarterback right now, Lamar Jackson, who's the, the first quarterback to have back-to-back 1,000-yard -back rushing seasons. I mean, the, the crazy thing is in the year of the scrambling quarterback, and you knew it was going to happen sooner or later, and we're not surprised it, isn't, it hasn't happened sooner. Uh, Lamar Jackson's catching fire at the right time. Um, I think playing in Tennessee is the right place. Um, Coach Harbaugh is no stranger to winning on the road, and the and the Ravens are going to be my pick. The, the, they um, the guy can run, the guy can throw. Their defense is stout; they'll bend but don't break. And they know they're probably going to have to give up the deep ball to Tannehill. They're, they're going to have to have a spy on Tannehill for the piston action because you know a lot of the, you know they're going to be stacking seven or eight in the box against some um, Henry. Um, and and they're going to have to play that game. But Tannehill's going to have to beat them deep. But if they give that Tannehill that extra second. He's going to burn you, man, because I never liked Tannehill, but I got to respect him. Yeah. The work, oh, my God, he's been good, you know? And I didn't, and he can run. I didn't know if he's breaking out in the open. He just takes off and runs for touchdowns because even the cameraman, you watch NFL films, the cameraman mm. is following Henry, and then and then Henry doesn't have the ball. Now the camera has to, to toggle back to the quarterback because he's gone. <laughs> he ran one that looked like Daniel Jones, dude. I thought he's gonna yeah. trip. I thought he's gonna trip, dude. I was gonna trip and run. So, um, yeah. So make make mine the Ravens. Um, so you picked the Browns, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think you trust the coach more than I do. And uh, I mean, I I I got I another guy I like. I didn't know, but I gotta respect because you got all these tools and you got all these all these tools to win, but you still need someone to put it together. And, and guess guess what? The guy did it. Good for him, man. You, and, and you knew the real MVP was first, Mayfield. <clears throat> well, you know, this was his first year, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and this is the third, you know, head coach that Baker Mayfield and the rest of that team has been, you know, has been under, uh, you know, under coached mm -hmm. by. So it's, um, I think that, you know, he might not even be like a great coach. He might just be a good coach, but that's all that team needs with all the talent that they have. You know, they still don't even have OBJ, I don't believe in, and they're, you know, they're cruising, you know, so. Uh, I just think that team is built to to play in the playoffs. Um, so being, you know, at, you know, anything over, you know, nine and seven for me is and playing the right type of football, you know, that makes, you know, that team looks really, really strong. So yeah, as man. long as they run that ball, you know, I really like what the Browns have. What a great playoff scenario though, right? We got like mm -hmm. a whole bunch of teams that finished 11 and five and the team that finished 10 and six is out. Miami's ah. out. Miami, you know, but Buffalo rolled him up for 56 points. By the way, hey, hey, and I'll stop there. <laughs> I'll stop there because I don't know. When you're winning too much, it becomes a little bit redundant. So you got to just do that mm -hmm. in the beginning. All right, Rob. So pretty good wrap up for question one. Question two might take a little bit longer, but, let, but let's poke back and forth on this. All right. Um, I'll go first on this. As to the question of who we think deserves a, a MVP, regular season, uh, most valuable player. Um, and question 1A is who is coach of the year, regular season coach of the year. Um, I'll go first on MVP, and you go first on coach, all right? Yeah. 
my most valuable player, and this is it's really, really hard for me not to say Josh Allen because of the way he's played and the way he's coming to his own, and all he really needed was one deep threat to show it. He's broken every uh, record with the Buffalo Bills for passing uh, um, total yardage. He beat um, Bledsoe. He beat um, Jim Kelly most touchdowns with 34. He's also run for eight, so he's, in, he's probably in that 40 club, but I can't do it. I can't do it. And I can't go, and guess what? I can't go Mahomes either. I, I can't go Mahomes either. This one, I got to go Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to steal Steve, Stephen A's thing and say he's a bad man. The man leads the league in quarterback rating. He leads the league in, in um, uh, completion percentage. Um, and the top five, all of them are 70% or higher in the top five mm -hmm. with, with Josh Allen, a 69.2, which is basically 70. <laughs> okay. So got to go at Rogers because he didn't need a lot of weapons. He just needed a couple. He give, give him one Devonte Adams and look and look what that man can do. He was one. 13. He was 13 and three last year with no weapons. He had to hit his stride a little bit, but I don't, and I don't know what kind of consecutive winning streak they're on right now. And I should have checked that, but, but I would say it's very equivalent to Buffalo um, with Mahomes being everybody's leader because of the impossible things that Mahomes can do. Come on, man. Give Rogers that three-headed running back. Give Rodgers Tariq Hill, who's the fastest man on the earth. Give Rodgers a, 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 a tight end like Kelsey that could do that, and he'd be breaking. Nicole every, Hardman. He would break uh, the Sammy internet. Watkins. He would break cable TV. He'd break the internet. He would break football. <laughs> okay. And and he'd have sure. a big old smile on his face, and he'd become 10 years younger because sometimes, you know, with the things he had to go through, like running for his life, looked like made him – I think it took years off of his life, but maybe not totally. because Rob Rogers is my MVP. Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely don't want to disagree with that. That's been my guy from the beginning of the year. Um, you know, but just to spice it up, I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes definitely puts up, you know, an obvious fight. Um, I just think that his stats are too big in uh, in some areas, you know, like that, you know, the, in, uh, the interception rating, um, and then just really the feeling on the game on the on the on the field. You know, Aaron Rodgers makes the game never feel out of touch, and then he never makes it feel like um, you know these guys are nothing. You know, like I don't have to really play my hardest. You know, I think he's really come into his own in that fact where he's giving his hundred percent all the time. Um, and it shows, you know, and I think mentally he's definitely evolved as a quarterback in his protection schemes and then also his, uh, you know, how he can uh, hot route his wide receivers. You know, I think all that comes into the quarterback uh, a little bit before for me than the stats, you know, how, how they actually play the game. So, yeah, far and beyond when it comes to that, Aaron Rodgers. Um, but then even statistically, I'd have to put Mahomes in that category right up there with Allen. I thought it was great how he stayed consistent all year. Yeah. Yep. Um, and Mahomes a little bit up and down. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers got to be the pick. Rodgers touchdown to interception ratio was just ridiculous too, man. Yeah. The guy doesn't throw picks, you know, and, um, yeah, got to go with Rodgers on that. So, this, as to, to question 1A, who is your coach of the year? Because I think this is more fun. You and I were kind of – we had our, we had our like, top three, like a three-horse race as far as quarterbacks were concerned. Um, and I definitely did give Derrick Henry deep consideration. And I'm, I am not – Rob, I'm not one of those people that said – that has to tell people, no, it has to be the quarterback. He touches the ball all the time. I'm not that person. If it was Henry, if I thought it was Henry, I would have said Henry. And he, and he was in that, that – 
I would say four horse race between him, Rodgers, Mahomes, you know, Lamar. I mean, a lot of a lot of quarterbacks deserve recognition, but at the end, from bell to bell, and the guy going into the playoffs, the, the playoffs go through Lambo right now. The playoffs go through Lambo. Yeah. Okay. Who's your coach of the year? You know, I don't want to be – I mean, I would definitely take McDermott. I think that's an easy route, um, and I think that may be the guy you might choose. But uh, I thought I, – just as an honorable mention, I want to put up there, you know, the Miami Dolphins coach. I think they he did Flores, freaking fantastic. Man. Coach yeah, Flores. I think he was one of my favorites to watch, one of my favorites just to, you know, be around. But, um, I mean, that's, I think, the the, the choice, Flores, but – you know, for me, just being nostalgic, I think that Joe Judge did an unbelievable job of turning a franchise around and honestly almost made it to the playoffs. I know the NFC East was was horrible, but, um, you know, taking an entire coaching staff and not even and, and some head coaches onto that head uh, to that staff and to make it cohesive and to change an entire culture and to literally go from one or two and 14 or 15 to a respectable seven and nine. I mean, I'm sorry, six and 10, you know, for me, that's like the biggest show, you know? So I, I, I think that it's definitely Flores, but uh, Joe Judge is right, right there. Absolutely right there. Yeah. I was Flores on the, all, all the way. My, well, my three horse race was LaFleur, which is crazy because I don't, I, I have, I always have reservations about giving a player, uh, MVP and coach on the same team. You know, usually mm -hmm. one helps the other, but and it's not like they overachieved. You know, they did have some weapons and they did have a stout defense. And um, so my three horse races, Flores, it was um, the coach, um, sorry, um, Coach McDermott and LaFleur. Um, big up to um, Vrabel, who always keeps his, I mean, you, I, there's a whole bunch of shout outs. We could do a trailer load of shout outs, right? I mean, Ron Rivera stuck it out. You know, he was sick of uh, whatever and this and that. Um, there's always Coach Tomlin. Coach Tomlin is heavily ignored because of what people would consider a collapse. But the fact of the matter is, 11 and 0, winning your first 11 games was an overachievement for that team without a running game, without run blocking, and 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 of course you see even less of what they don't when they when they don't have Ben Roethlisberger. So, so taking those five people I mentioned, my 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 eye test. I don't I don't even know what the hell a litmus is. So I'm not going to use that. Um, for me, if Miami won, if they beat Buffalo to get in, Coach Flores got he got the nod because that was taking two quarterbacks that neither you know, one's a journeyman and and one guy's as like the not ready yet guy, right? And, and mm. you win ten games and 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 if you beat Buffalo, you get in. But I got to go with Coach McDermott on this because Josh Allen is not just a talented quarterback; he's a ball of emotions. And sometimes he's too emotionally high, and sometimes you see him make a bunch of throws, and sometimes you see him cussing out the refs. He even got a, he even he's one of the few quarterbacks that got an unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, a quarterback should not get unsportsmanlike conduct penalties on the refs. I mean, that just shows. And and it almost if you remember, it almost cost him the game against the Rams. You know, there was a there was a bullcrap simultaneous catch that the refs gave him an interception to. Then he got roughed up, and then they're like, no, he didn't get roughed up because he's out of the pocket. And then so to take. Two rookie running backs. Well, not two rookie. One's a second year, Singletary and um, 
our other cat uh, whose name escapes me right now, keep them balanced as a two-headed monster to take someone like Diggs, who's a strong personality, and say, hey, I just want you to be yourself because you being yourself is all about football and psychologically motivate him to just keep it about football and to keep Josh Allen's emotions in check and at the same time not let him be conservative and allow him to be himself to a degree was the recipe that he needed to win to, to win at least 12 games. So to me, I thought they'd be 11 and 5 or 12 and 4. They were 13 and 3. And honestly, they're a Hail Mary away from being 14 and 2. Uh, uh, or or mm. the Kyler, the, the uh, Kyle Mur uh, Mary. <laughs> Kyler right? Murray. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Kyler Mary. <laughs> so I go, I do admit, uh, I'm not completely objective on this. All right. I do admit that I'm a prisoner of the moment because when you watch the way the Buffalo Bills uh, pump out 56 points against us, a defense that, a Miami defense that is as good as bad as they've been, you've never seen them give up the goods like that. He just, they just, that they got hosed, okay? <laughs> and now they're getting turnovers because the only thing they were missing before was getting a turnover too. Josh Norman's at 100%. They're getting interceptions. They're getting fumbles. They're, they're getting these tip drills. So make mine, make mine um, Coach McDermott. Anybody else we want to we want to uh, give it up to a little bit for just 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 I mean I really like Ron Rivera I know they're seven and nine you, you know, we're not trying to give it to a seven and nine team you know but Coach Lynn I thought did a good job but and got fired <laughs> yeah right yeah uh you know I, I yeah I, I have to say you know even on the opposite end of that you know I think that the Vikings got to start making some some choices because I'm not liking what Mike Zimmer is doing. I don't like what they have with Kirk cousins. How do you have feeling and then let go of digs and then literally just get another wide receiver. It's just like, they don't seem like they're going anywhere. I'm um, just thinking around the league, but yeah, just, you know, that would, that would be my worst, you know, like your worst. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm cool. the best, you know? Yeah. All right. So cool. That wraps up our two part segment of this shorter version <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens right because you know how we do um of sports debate tuesday which moves straight to our pick six all right so the, the bad news is regular season pick six is done right because in the playoffs there's less teams but the good news is where where there's a seventh seed One last week. there's a third game for each conference and then the totals uh, another pick six so we're gonna do uh, our own playoff win loss we're starting clean slate with the win loss records but first Let's go to last week. Let's go to our man, Sean Ledig. Thank you for playing. Ledig, my man, he is half human, half alien, 100% hunk. All right. Volleyball personality extraordinaire and just one of the better human beings you'll ever meet in your life. Four and two. Rob, one of your one of, not one of your better, better whatever, <laughs> but I got to tell you, you, I'm, I'm five and one. You're two and four. Uh, Ledig is four and two. But I got to tell you, for a guy... Look, for a guy who's been really good all year, you get a pass. <laughs> you get a pass. Here's the key. I'd get a pass if the first four weeks weren't like that. <laughs> oh, didn't we have catch up to play on the guest? Oof, I think so our guests much, were so 18 much. and 0 or something like that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean, the first three know. weeks, they're like one, one loss. <laughs> all right. In fact, this is a look at all the guests. This is a nice little collage I put together. Um, if you could take a look at everybody, Rob, that's pretty cool. There's oh, yeah. our overall. 
you're um two games behind you finished two games behind the guests but congratulations to the guests they they came out of the starting block and me i finished a respectable 46 and 42 i'm just glad that my five and one finish allowed me to do that and you rob 53 and 33 is a good basketball football and baseball record (laughs) (laughs) so just all around solid yep so as we start the playoffs we um this is a guy who's who texted me his picks and i like this guy a lot and I, 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 I don't, I mean, he's been on my podcast twice. This is Evan Corey, pain in the ass lefty man, who's been in every weekend. This guy's at a uh, at a tournament. It's, it's the semifinals or the finals. It's him and someone else. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's a hitman for hire. He loves the game and whatever. He's taping his own games. He's taping the finals if he doesn't make the finals. Um, good kid, mad young. Um, as far as upsides are concerned, I think I speak for both of us. You see what he could be, and and I hope he just keeps going. Louisiana uh, products, so big up to Louisiana products, huh? With Kristen Nuss, best player in the college player in the country. This kid's coming mm-hmm. up, you know. And I guess they got beaches down there in Louisiana. Oh man, some kind of <laughs> desert. Yeah, don't let me. I mean, I don't think I want to die in a desert. <laughs> Take me back to Brooklyn and kill me. Um, all right, so first game. We're going the Colts visiting the Buffalo Bills. Rob McLean. Well, I'm going to play this safe. I'll go with the Bills. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do think it's going to be a tighter game than we think uh, because, you know, Indianapolis' defense is pretty solid. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, Phillip Rivers, man, you know, he's been waiting to get a playoff, a a real playoff victory for a long, long time. So he can come out firing for sure. Well, yeah, well, the last time Rivers is relevant, I think it was like the NFC Championship. They played the undefeated Patriots. Mm. And when Tom Brady is 24 for 20, uh, 25 for 27, you're not going to win that game. Dude, you no. and me can play catch. We can throw the ball back to each other 20, 25 to 27 times, and we're going to drop the ball more than that. These guys, yeah. football helmets under duress, 25 of 27. Felt bad for Rivers. That was a t- And that was Tomlinson. I think that was his last year, too. Twenty. It was 26-22. Tight game, and and I don't know. I wish him luck, but not this week. <laughs> but not this week. No, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills, and all the Buffalo Bills have to do this week is stay off the boat. Jason, what does stay off the boat mean? Glad you asked, Rob. Stay off the boat means, if you remember when the Giants finished 11-5, and five, the Odell Beckham and all them guys, instead of just chilling, they on a boat. And clearly yeah. they played like they were on a boat and their ship sailed the first round of the playoffs and they got <laughs> murked. And I just think the Buffalo Bills have too much discipline. Take this pandemic that keeps people more inside. Take the fact that Stefan Diggs and um, Josh Allen are video game buddies. That's there's not, there's, You're not going to see a better connection on and off the field. I go Buffalo Bills. And our guy, where is he? Evan Corey is going with the Bills. All right. Uh, game two. Rob, game two is going to be the Rams at Seahawks. This game is uh, after 1 o'clock, I think 125. And the Rams are visiting the Seahawks. And I'm going to go first on this. I'm just going to go Seahawks. Seahawks stout defense, playoff ready. Russell Wilson saves his best for tight game situations. And the playoffs is, is basically a walking, breathing, week-to-week tight game situation. I look for him to somehow, someway get back to the NFC Championship game. And it starts against uh, um, the Rams. Sorry, Goff. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, I don't know what the Rams are going to do because, you know, they look good and they look horrible. They look good. And, you know, I feel so bad for Aaron Donald because, man, he just 
dominates this football field every single week. And it's like, I feel like you've got to look back sometime and be like, yo, come on, guys. Like, just a little bit of offense. So, yeah, I'm not picking the Rams. I can't do it again. You know, their train is over. And so that's the way I'm going to pick. It's going to be my, the most interesting game for me because the Rams do have a history of beating them. And with Ramsey, yeah. with Ramsey healthy and Darnold or whatever, they're going to present some problems. But Absolutely. Metcalf is a, is a problem and Lockett is a problem. And, and I, I mean, Ramsey can – I'm not going to say shut down one, but I mean, he's a good corner. And if the Rams are smart, I think they go man coverage, put Ramsey on Lockett, double team Metcalf, make, have, have um, Donald, um, Aaron Donald do, to have his way. And that's their shot of winning. But somehow, some way, I just think Russell's going to pull this out. So I'm going Seahawks. And um, Corey shares our sentiment. He's also going the Seattle Seahawks. Game three, Rob. Game three, we got... Le Bucks visiting the Washington football team. Who you got? Thanks. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, are we talking about basketball for a second? <laughs> what, what lower seed has the oh, best goodness. shot at winning? Huh? <laughs> what a lazy topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still, you know, Washington, good for them, but they got a lot of things going on. And, uh, yeah, I just don't see that happening. No, nah, I got to go with Bucks. Listen, Antonio Brown, uh, for he has, I believe, three straight games with a touchdown. He's back. Evans is, is hurt, but honestly, Evans uh, playing sparingly actually works more for the Bucks because now distribution and keeping everybody happy is, is whatever. And, and listen, people are trying to pad their stats. Maybe they got bonuses coming and this and that, but everyone knows that the mission is the Super Bowl. Um, what's his name? Coach Arians understands mm -hmm. that. Tom Brady knows that, like he's like he's like none other. And wherever he goes, that team's gonna follow. The, all of those egos are in check because they all want to win a Super Bowl. They all want they want to win a Super Bowl. Um, defense looks stout. Going, why am I even? Why, why, why? We could have just, I could have just said Bucks, all right? Sorry about that. And my man could have said Bucks. Evan Corey, he's saying Bucks too, so, yep. Yeah, that's Smart. that's a bye game. <laughs> what the hell am I? Yuck, 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 yuck. I didn't, why didn't, did I need to do all that? No, I did not. All right, so. All <laughs> so we go to the Sunday games. Uh, first game is Ravens visiting the Titans. This is, um, I go first on this one. This is my upset pick but not so much because the Ravens have been hitting their stride they're on a consecutive game winning streak where Lamar Jackson and their running core has been really really good special teams has been what um special teams is doing their thing John Harbaugh I consider experience experience and it's seems like familiar territory because Lamar really wants to win a playoff game they were 14 and 2 last year he's got some unfinished business and um yep Ravens yeah, I mean, this is a very close game. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's going to be tough again, but like you were saying before, the thing that scares me is Tannehill, uh, you know, they have such a good offense. You know, they have Derrick Henry. They have a sick receiving core. You know, they have a, a very serviceable quarterback. You know, they obviously signed him on for more years. He's very He's good enough. You know, he's good enough to win games for them. But it doesn't ever feel like they're that good. You know, they, it's not like, oh, man, like you, when you see a wide receiver on that team get a ball, you're like, damn, these guys are good. 
and you see Derrick Henry get the ball, you're like, damn, they're good. But you don't look at the Titan, Tennessee Titans offense and say, oh, you better watch out for them. You know, so there's just something missing there. Um, and I think that's really the issue. You know, the defense is really solid again, but they just can't score points with teams like playoff teams. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Baltimore. And uh, as long as they make it a shootout, they got all the chances in the world. Yeah, I um, it's interesting because I think, like, of all the higher seeds went out, the winner of this play, t- uh, game plays the, the um, Kansas City Chiefs, and that's a good that's a good game, dude. That's a good game, regardless yeah, of who definitely. wins against Kansas City. Lamar, or who do you want, Lamar or Derrick Henry? I mean, remember, the Titans made it to the AFC Championship game, so we keep sleeping on them, and, and if we're wrong, we're wrong, but I got to go with the Ravens on this because of momentum. Um, and our guy is also going with, Evan Corey's going to go with the Ravens. That's what that looks like to me. Yep. Game five. I guess I could skip Evan Corey on this one. <laughs> uh, mid-afternoon game. The one-ish game is the Bears visiting the Saints. Uh, you go first. This is what I was saying before. It's so hard because you just don't know what Chicago is going to give you. You know? But if anything... I just cannot – you know, I'm obviously going to go with the Saints. It's just a smarter pick. But, man, I, I just – I could totally eat these words, you know, come Sunday because the Bears, man, you know, when they play good football, when, when Mitch Trubisky plays good football, it's it's kind of tough. You know, he can run, he can move the pocket and then throw. Like, that's – it's very difficult to play against. So, But I'm still going to go with the Saints. You know, with Drew Brees back, it's kind of, you know, null and void at this point. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints. Big up to Sanders. His last catch gave him um, a, f- a half a million dollar bonus. So when he caught when he caught this this he caught a cat he caught one for a first down and just kind of laid on the ground and celebrated. And everybody, I didn't know what the hell that that was about. I was like, "The hell's wrong with you?" And then I found out later that that one catch gives him the uh, his bonus. <laughs> so good for him, man. There's something about signing a contract but there's something there's something more about to be said about earning that buck too you know these, these little incentives and stuff like that for the players and you know i mean you got drew Brees, man it always gives you a shot to make that extra cheddar cheese um right. oh sorry who wins the saints <laughs> <laughs> um evan corey is also gonna go with the saints and we go to our last game um evening game on nbc we have the Browns visiting the Steelers. I go first on this one, Rob. Rob, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think uh, Coach Tomlin, who I always call 1 or 1A, with the whole week to prepare against the team uh, that you played last week that had to go 100% to beat you. It's, ch- it's, it's too much time to prepare. He's got a sample size as recent as a week ago. Um, defense will hold up. The, the, the weapons that Pittsburgh has with, with Big Ben throwing, even without a running game, is going to um, secure this win. I'm going with the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, this is the game that I feel like uh, <clears throat> one of the top seeds could definitely lose. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick the Browns. Um, just I just love the way that their energy is. I think it's become because they don't have a coach who's so, you know, all over the place. You know, now they can, they can kind of focus that intensity and that energy to the field, you know, as opposed to the problems outside of it. And that's why it's been fun to watch. Like, they, they, they don't play the cleanest football. You know, they don't play, you know, the most amazing-looking football. It's not, like, the greatest thing to watch. But, you know, they're 10-6 and six for a reason. 
You know, they're a good team, a tough team, and uh, the Steelers have not been playing the best ball. You know, maybe they've been, you know, sleeping, you know, 11-0, you know, we can kind of come back. But what is it? Like, they're one in six in the last in the last couple games. Like, they've they've been pretty bad. The Steelers, so, you uh, say? Yeah. Yeah, they, um, they won the first 11, lost the next three, and then won the last one. That's that's yeah. I mean, no, sorry. That's, that's, uh, one, uh, lost three of the last four. They won last week to get the division. You know, twelve and four is a good record. But as far as momentum is concerned, I certainly don't blame you <laughs> for picking. Right, my but own. I mean, you go into week twelve and then you say, "Hey, we're only going to win one more game to the end of the season." That is not a good look. You know, that's a month and a half of okay football. You know, and I don't know if that's on the coaching. I don't know if that's on the practices, or I don't know if that's just on the players. But hey, I'm going with Cleveland on this one. I think they're going to come through for me. Um, Evan shares your sentiment. He's going with the Cleveland Browns on this one. So basically, hey, it's not just me against the guest. It's me against the host and the guest <laughs> for this last pick six. So that concludes our pick six. And next up, one of my favorite things, as, as you as you know, Rob McLean, I bring you to shame or not to shame. It's also available. Shame. 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 Okay, let's setting up setting up to shame or not to shame. Hmm. Let's go A. Let's go that. Bam bam. Okay, Rob, are you ready? <laughs> yes. To shame or not to shame, Rob. Coach Peterson's moves with the Eagles. This is Sunday night football. Coach Peterson, first of all, doesn't go for it on fourth down on the 39-yard line when they're up. Goes for it on fourth down when they can kick a field goal to tie the game at the half. And then for more than an entire, and an entire quarter, goes to his third-string quarterback, Sudfield, to finish the, the, the game. Clearly, they're trying to lose on this one. Rob, shame or no shame? Yeah, I mean, absolutely uh, shame. Um, because if you're going to tank, let's do it a better way. You know, you're just on national television giving up in the fourth quarter. And whether whether or not you want to say it is or it's not, maybe Jalen Hurts got hurt somehow that we don't know. But I don't think that's what it is, you know. Um, I, you know, I don't think that Jalen Hurts has the potential for the highest – you know, to be the best quarterback of all time. But they had a chance to win those games if he was playing, especially even earlier on in the season. So it is, it's pretty shameful. And I, like I was saying before, I think Peterson should be on the hot seat and definitely should be thinking about getting a new job. Yeah. Listen, Rob, we're going to go over on this one. All right. Me. Yeah. That's I got to go shame. All right. First of all, I'd like to give a shout out to Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth said, where is Herm Edwards when you need him? And if you get the joke on that, remember Herm Edwards, we play to win the game. We don't play. We don't just play it just to play it. We play it to win it. So big, big shout out to Chris Collinsworth on this one as I'll just reset the one minute. I think this is an absolute shame. Not only was it a shame, it was a national embarrassment. Here you are on the last game of the season, all right? This is Sunday night. The world is watching. The Cowboys and Giants game was already decided. By the way, I'm, I told you I'm your friend, all right? When I, when I told you the Giants were going to win and when I told you the Dallas Cowboys were going to lose at the end because when it counts, they will let their fans down. So that's why I needed the extra time for that to say, Rob, 
I'm your friend. I was trying to help you, okay? But this is an embarrassment because this is the NFL, Rob. This is professional football. Listen, high school, we coach club, right? We coach some high school or whatever, and at the end of the season, sometimes, you know, kid's been working hard. You want to, you want him to get some playing time? Yeah, I, he deserves it. Let's put him in for a little bit. No, this is professional sports. There was significant... Um, Playoff implications hanging in the balance, and you, he basically spoon-fed and uh-huh. handed Washington that win. He should be embarrassed. And you know what? I never, I've always thought his job was protected, um, Rob, um, because regardless, but because of that stunt, that stunt should get you fired. All right. I'm, I'm not trying to make this a black thing, but there are African-American coaches that have gotten fired for less. All right. You know, I mean, Lynn, Lynn uh, from, um, from the Chargers. Let me tell you something, he's seven and nine, but like five of those games were decided on the final play, you know? So with I mean, a rookie quarterback with, you know, not, not having Joey Bosa most of the season, you yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah, that, I, that should be the first coach picked up right there. Yes. Uh, somewhere. What a job he did. He did. I mean, and he kept them together, right? There's so, so mm. many, so many teams that could fold their tent and stop playing. To me, you fire a coach if you're losing with talent, a lot of talent, and the, they stop playing for you. Like when there's nothing to play for, right, and, and they just give up and they stop playing for you, then, yeah, the coach got to go. And, and frankly, those players who were, who were not caring about their playing resume, maybe the, you don't, maybe you, maybe you clean house with them too, you know, because it's, again, professional football. You, Rob, mm-hmm. can we not see it on the sideline, though? Could we not see the offensive line just kind of like they knew what was going on? Could you not see Jalen Hurts' face when like he was just right. like, in fact, Jalen Hurts and you me. have the same face right now. Right, well, because you're not going to play me all year while Carson Wentz is stinking up the whole field, and then I come in, win a big game for you, lose a game, the and then I'm done. The Saints! Yeah, against the free – yeah, we beat the Saints. And then we come in and lose a tough game to another team, and then we come in for the most important game of the year, pretty much, most important game of a 4-8 and eight team's yeah. year, <laughs> and you go and blow that stuff. It's just like – Man, but yeah. the world's watching. It wasn't like an afternoon game where people are like, you know what, this game is supposed to be televised. We're going to show something else, okay? Okay, these guys right. have nothing to play for, all right? The Patriots and Jets, fine. Nothing to play for, right? The um, the Vikings uh, played the Detroit Lions. And they, let me tell you something. For two teams with nothing to play for, that was a fun – man, they put on a show. <laughs> that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Yep. And, and as I think everyone in New York uh, should, be, should be upset at this. Joe Judge – um, I'm actually on my newsfeed. I put a quote up, and for the for the people watching the video version of this, um, he definitely expressed his sentiments in the most professional way he knew how. But G men sh- uh, fans should be upset at this. Ron Rivera should not apologize for it. He can only play, you know, the the, the Washington football team can only play who's in front of them. So it's not their fault, right? They're like, you know what? They're giving us an opportunity to get into the playoffs. We'll take it. So that's right. not. But the only people that should be more infuriated right now than the Giants fans are the Eagles. The Eagles. They, they, this guy should be booed off the block, dude. He should be booed off the block. So that was a long <laughs> uh, but conclusive um, segment of to shame or not to shame people. And now we move on to quick question. Quick question. Quick question. So, Rob, there's going to be two questions here that are going to take time, a little bit of time, because it's not a subject matter. Um, but we, it should be a subject matter. 
So we're talking about uh, recent firings. So quick question, Rob, or not so quick question. Who should Adam Gates gets fired from the New York Jets? Who should who's a suitable replacement? Who should they be well, looking think, for right now? I think I just named it, to be honest. You know, I think Lynn from from the yes. Chargers, you know, why not? You know, yeah. I think that's a wonderful, a wonderful idea. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really think of anybody else right now that that doesn't, um, you know, match up to because. You know, the Chargers just moved to L.A., you know, so he had to go through that transition with that team, you know, and then, you know, L.A. is one of the biggest, uh, you know, hubs in the country. So he didn't understand at least what the, the, you know, ramifications are for taking a job in a big city like that. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think he's on, on, a, on a short list. I like Anthony Lynn for all of those same reasons. And I also like um, – I don't like the enemy for this job because his first, his first job, nobody. No, nobody who's, who's taking years and decades of their life to actually get be named head coach should have their first assignment. That includes Adam Gates for the New York Jets. You got yeah. to call in a big dog for that. And um, Lynn's, a, Lynn's a big dog because he, he played under a lot of pressure with L.A., right? Um, and I, that's, that's for the, all of those same reasons I like Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is capable of, I mean, he's left college football the, the, the way every decent college coach should leave in scandal, okay? <laughs> Just like every, every decent politician should leave politics in handcuffs, he left in scandal. Because that just shows you're ready for the NFL because the NFL, you don't get, those aren't, those aren't actual rules that he got in trouble for. So, right, right. so in a, in, um, for a team that's snake bitten by jinxes and uh, whatever, um, in a stadium that's shared by, by the other team who called you their baby brother, for a city that brings new meaning to the word microscope, um, make mine ur- Meyer, make mine Urban Meyer. Uh, Rob, quick question <laughs> where should eric be enemy go and be enemy go he's interviewing for a head coaching job and someone's gonna pick him up right now you got vacancies with the jacksonville jaguars you got um um san diego um san diego whoops LA, los yeah, angeles chargers sure. you got a bunch of interim positions that aren't gonna last long i, I don't think romeo cornell's gonna stay with the houston i mean i don't think they're gonna keep him as a head coach he was the interim for the houston texans um who do you got who's who's good What's a good match for Eric Bieniemy? I mean, as a head coaching job, uh, I think that's going to be really difficult to take on, you know, a Jaguars uh, organization because they got a lot of holes to, to, to handle. Um, uh, so I would say, you know, maybe uh, one of the coordinator positions for him may, may be the, the route, you know, to be involved in a, in a, in a building franchise. Uh, and maybe have him be an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, kind of build himself up, you know, and get a better, better feel for a successful franchise again. You know, um, I think that's the route I'm probably going with him. Where? Jacksonville, but just not head coach. Well, if he moves anywhere else, it's going to be for head coaching position because right now he's the offensive, he's the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's he ain't going nowhere unless unless it's for a spike up. Which and I don't think and is Jacksonville right now. Dude, 
you need a kingpin to clean house out there. When I say clean house, I mean the broom, mop, squeegee, pledge, fantastic, <laughs> rags. <laughs> they need it from the quarterback all the way on down, man. Even I, I, I hope the GM's not even there. I don't wish anybody to lose their job, but I hope the GM's not there, man. You got Gardner Minshew, man. That's the best. Out of that recruiting camp, no, Trevor Lawrence is coming. And he needs someone to come with him. And maybe the enemy is because those two guys can can do those. Maybe those two yeah. things, two guys, just like Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. I mean, I mean, they're very forgettable because of how they finished, but they made the AFC Championship game their first two years together. So, so the enemy for me, I like the Houston Texans because I think mm. their defense is always going to be stout. They got good leadership from the player position all the way up to the coaches if they keep those coaches. Uh, Romeo Cornell can go back to defensive coordinator if he wants. And they have offensive weapons. They just need direction. And what better what better candidate for the position of head coach that can help just Deshaun Watson and all of these weapons they have just 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 give them a little nudge the right direction and Houston will be back to being the division uh, leader on them. I mean they've had so many twelve and four seasons and people forget because I guess they're they're not a big market team. They you know I mean and now it's crazy because they're visible because they're four and twelve you know and but I'm like. Dude, all those seasons they were 12 and 4, no one said anything about them, you know? They put right. up, you remember last year, they put up 24 against Kansas City before Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> Houston is a tough is a tough draw. Mm. I mean, Deshaun Watson, people don't even talk about him anymore, mm. but he is still top 10 quarterback in the league, top 7 quarterback in the league. Like, he is unreal, you know? I mean, he was an MVP caliber before he blew out his knee two years ago. True. You know, rookie season, he was freaking MVP. You know, that's that's like right up there in the, the top MVP voting. So like that's that's that's, you know, very, very high level, very high ceiling. Rob, quick question. I'm going to go first on this one. Is Steph Curry back? <clears throat> the answer is absolutely. The man rolled up 60 points over the weekend, rolled up half of that 30, which is like <laughs> every everybody's dream game. That's other people's career right. high. OK, but somewhere in between. He had a shoot around in practice in between and hit 105 straight three pointers. I'm for the people listening at home, that is not a typo I'm reading. That is not something that I'm making up just to get your attention. Rob, 105 three pointers. 105 straight three pointers. I cannot do 30 straight layups, layups without missing. 105 three-pointers. Or yeah. is it 106? I keep repeating the wrong thing over and no. over. It was 105. It was 105 it was straight, straight three-pointers. It was the day before, the practice before he hit 62 points. He hit 105 consecutive three-pointers that practice before. Crazy. Crazy. So, that quick question, so, or did, I, did, we, did we just answer that? No, no. I mean, I all I'll add to that is... Um, for me, what made Steph Curry great, and it's hard to, you know, quantify that into a couple things, but what made him great was that, one, he was in a fantastic system that challenged him, that made him play defense, and that made him play offense. So or At least under uh, Jackson, know, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not trying to, you know, throw shade at Steve Kerr, but he was gifted an amazing, like, package blueprint for a team, and then he could go and do what he wanted to do. But – 
You know, I haven't seen this team play like Golden State Warriors, whoever's on the court, because they were pulling people off practice squad, whatever. And it was just like, who is that guy? And now it's like they're pulling people off the practice squad. And it's like, it's ugly. It's ugly. So Mark Jackson is the reason why Curry was playing at the level he was playing earlier on. Now, you know, I don't think Curry's back. I just, I don't think that the Golden State Warriors are ever going to be anything until you have both Splash Brothers back and you start creating a, you know, an environment that, that is of winning culture again, you know, cause no offense to Steve Kerr, but he came into a winning culture. Yes. They won the first championship, but the culture was I different. I agree. And listen, you know, when, so, and when 73 wins wasn't enough to win, they brought in Durant. I mean, <laughs> right. And that's not a culture. That's just like, you know, the rich getting richer, you know, yeah. and then, that's why Durant's there was a lot of toxicity in there, you know. And I don't love Durant the most, but like he, you know, he's pretty honest. I'll give him that. It wasn't a match. It wasn't a match. I mean, I like Draymond Green and Durant. I just don't like, you know, you knew sooner or later with with um, I don't know, like Durant. I mean, Draymond gets in people's in people's behinds when he doesn't think they're playing, when he doesn't think they're hustling. Yeah. And, and there's I mean, some people that kind of have this diva mentality, like, "Hey, don't call me out in front of with everybody watching." And Draymond's like, "What everybody watching? <laughs> are you a bitch? <laughs> you know, yeah. what are, are we, are we men?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, Draymond takes a little mm-hmm. over the line. It should never be that way with your team. Yeah. Uh, but Kevin Durant, I also feel like has his own issues because he almost wants to always be the leader, always be in control. But yet he gives up control all the time. You know, he's so interchangeable this, like that. Yes. And I got that's I, not I a give bad thing, because of but that. if you're going to, you know, have a, an emotional reaction to not being the guy or not being treated, you know, respectfully like the guy, right. like how he was saying Steph Curry got treated like the guy and he didn't get that same treatment. You know, you either have to have thick skin and don't have to say anything or you got to speak your mind because you don't have thick skin. You know, right. it can't be both ways. I agree. Yep. So yeah. And all. listen, I'm I'm I am a supporter of the Brooklyn Nets fans. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. a. No, I am a fan of the Brooklyn Nets. All right. Even though the Knicks won last night, they beat um, the the Hawks um, by uh, six points. So. What did the Hawks do last year? I think they were like uh, 30 wins or something. Yeah, I don't know, man. Who knows? I'm just, listen, whatever the Hawks were doing, the Knicks were doing less. I mean, so they can only go up, all right? I am still a Knicks supporter. I'm just, I'm just, I just turned in my hat. I, it just broke my heart, you know? I am, I know. Like levels, I am a giant supporter, all right? You know, like, Rob, like I told you last week, f- first of all, the, I already told you about the Cowboys, right? I was going to play the song and get flagged. The accident waiting. To, remember the accident waiting to happen song oh, yeah. I sent you? Oh, yeah. I was going to just play that song and get flagged and we can get our video flagged or whatever because some way, somehow, <laughs> when it counts, <laughs> they will let you down. Accident waiting. Um, plus, I have Giants intuition. I picked the Giants when they played the undefeated Patriots. And mm. I picked the Giants again when they played the Patriots in that second Super Bowl. Um, mm. Long, long time ago when they played the um randy moss and the vikings in the nfc championship game i was the only one that picked the giants on that one and they won 41 to 0 they beat they beat <laughs> randy moss and that crew couldn't come up with one point 41 to 0 kerry collins is a quarterback for christ's sake so Dang. so um all right quick question because we, we have to we didn't talk enough about it but we can briefly revisit it who wins between alabama and ohio state rob i'm gonna go first on this one 
get mm-hmm. ready. Oh, I'm, I'm going with Ohio State. Um, I went with Ohio. I saw their football team from the beginning, even pre-pandemic. I saw them last year um, lose because of a non-call that created momentum that gave Clemson, that gifted Clemson, you know, Clemson the final uh, spot against LSU to begin with. And I was like, nope. And everyone's like, oh, this team only played six games. They shouldn't be in this. There are certain circumstances that make make that an exception to the rule. I, my heart of hearts, thought it was Ohio State and for the reasons uh, we're looking at right now. I think they beat Alabama. You got? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go Alabama uh, just because I, I love the offensive weapons they have. You know, their defense is always pretty stout. But, you know, I think this is going to be an amazing time because Justin Fields will literally have the opportunity to basically move himself all the way up to the second pick overall. Because if he wins this game after beating Clemson, you know, I mean, it was a Boy's in a lot game, of pain they, right now too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, if he that, wins under those conditions, playing in pain, they said every time he throws, it hurts. And right. Alabama hits people. So if, if, if he can do that, you know, yeah. He might not make it yeah. to the NFL. He might have lost years on his life. but Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I definitely uh, am wary about choosing uh, Alabama, but I'm definitely going to choose Alabama. I really love their running game. I really love – they have two wide receivers that are just studs. They got a quarterback who's actually decent because Alabama always finds crappy quarterbacks other than, you know, two of Loa, But, um yeah, I was never really impressed with Alabama's quarterbacks, but I, I like this guy. You know, he's he's very, very, very consistent, very solid. So, where did CD Lamb come from? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. Amari mm-hmm. Cooper. That's Alabama. Mm-hmm. Alabama produces some receivers, man. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, maybe oh, yeah. more so than the quarterbacks, but quarterbacks aren't too shabby. What's his either. name? Was it Julio Jones from Alabama? <laughs> yeah, they just got. It's just well, that's the thing, and we can talk about this for a second, but you know the the recruiting that happens in college football is just like you think you think recruiting in volleyball you know is bad you know d1 where they you know they just put people they put girls on teams or guys on teams so that other teams can't have them oh man football is three million times worse they will take every possible recruit and even if they don't need them they'll take them stash them red shirt it don't matter like, oh, you want to transfer? Go ahead. You'll lose a year off your eligibility. It's like, it's disgusting, man. Yeah. So I got to just put that out there. Cool, man. Well, that concludes a quick question, but let's segue that into before we go. Um, our, our, let's put that in our shout outs. I think you stumbled on something I think. I want you to come on the podcast because I want to, I want to talk about coaching and mm. the conflicting forces of, of what I wanted to talk about was real coaching versus glorified babysitters. You know, like mm. me personally as a coach, I, it's nice to have some weapons. You know, you're like, oh, my God, all these little shiny cars in the garage or whatever. But I think I've been so comfortable being an OK mechanic turning Ford, Ford Pintos into Tauruses than to be this coach in a room full of Ferraris 
just making sure they don't beat them they don't be burn out themselves <laughs> you know so and i don't know i mean it's nice to have weapons it's nice to have one season here and there where you're like all right good i could i finally got what i want and 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 then there's le- everyone's like oh but that's a different level of coaching i'm like no it isn't <laughs> no, no it not. isn't you've always been there you're doing more with less you've been there from the beginning okay <laughs> please and yeah, th- no. that that theory is proven over and over you can do more with more if you could do more with less so um yep. but before i go and since i brought it up is there anything you want to say about that coaching um not uh, not in a small time um yeah. but you know just i'll just touch real fast is like for me when when we we're talking about coach i was actually talking about this with somebody today you know the 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 ebb and the flow of learning how to you know be a technical coach and then be a, a game style or like a give them let them do their thing kind of a coach yeah because you know? I, I think that's definitely like you don't want to put your imprint on a player but you also want them to do at least what the team is doing you know so just that ebb and flow and seeing what that person responds to and, and getting the most out of them you know cool all right rob with that being said <clears throat> before we close out is there something you'd like to say to our audience who's listening uh no, I'm good. I'm just, you know, be safe, be happy. <laughs> you caught me. Ah, ah I, was, I need some new material. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't ready for that. All right. <laughs> I looks like Rob can't stand you guys, and neither, neither, neither can I. All right. This is episode 49. For everybody listening at home, for everybody on your iPad, for all of you on your iPhones or your Droids, for all of you on your desktop, who runs the world? Old school, old school. For Rob, keep it. McLean, McLean, I am Jason DeBeas, episode 49, Sports Debate Tuesday. We're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.